The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true and living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right into Luke chapter 4, because why not? Hi guys, and welcome back to the Why Not podcast with me, Connor JC, and it is Wednesday, so this is your midweek check-in. How are you doing physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally? Send me a DM, send me an email, because I want to know. But anyway, let's jump right in to Luke chapter 4. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you were the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and marvelled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up for three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath, in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel at the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them were cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath, and they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. And he went down to Capernaum, the city of Galilee, and he was teaching them on the Sabbath, and they were astonished at his teaching for his word-possessed authority. And in the synagogue there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon, 
And he cried out with a loud voice, Ha! What will you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. And they were all amazed and said to one another, What is this word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And reports about him went into every place in the surrounding region. And he arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she rose and began to serve them. Now when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God! But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Amen. So that was Luke chapter 4. At the beginning we have the temptation of Jesus. Those beautiful words saying that when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him to an opportune time. I think that might be a little bit weird for people to hear me say that those are beautiful words, but what does it mean that Jesus kind of persevered through every temptation yet never sinned? But then also, what does it mean that the devil departed from him to an opportune time? And what can we learn from that? I mean, is it too far the stretch to say that we are going to be faced with many temptations, many different temptations in our lifespan? And even when we think we've conquered them, the devil is waiting. Satan is ready and waiting for an opportune time to just get us. One Peter, he's a warring lion. He's ready to pounce. It's just amazing how Jesus just used God's word to combat Satan. How important is it to be so filled with scripture, that sword of the spirit? I really know that I need to be feasting on God's word more and just really equipping myself when temptation comes. And then after this, we have the start of Jesus's ministry. And it's just so awesome that all of that all of that temptation was a time of preparation for him. In other kind of gospel accounts, we see that the angels were ministering to him. And he was fasting during this time. It was 40 days, this 40 day period. And that's kind of what people celebrate during Lent. A 40 day kind of period of just filling ourselves up with God's word. And this is always uh, like a precursor to the start of his ministry. We see at the end that Jesus is saying that the reason why he was sent is to preach the good news of the kingdom of God. So I guess other questions are, what is the kingdom of God? I've heard a lot of things about the kingdom of God recently, and I can't remember any of them. So I'm going to have to go back and listen. I think I was listening to like a one-off sermon on the Reformation Network app, which is like a radio show. So I really recommend listening to that. And recently, last Sunday or the Sunday before, um, we're kind of going through Mark's Gospel. 
and the account of Jesus healing the man with the unclean demon. Just imagine that in a church today. You know, you're just preaching and then a random person stands up and starts just shouting all of this. And it's not something usual. It's something different. You don't think that this man's crazy. You've known this guy. And yeah, he just starts acting out. And then Jesus just with words casts out this demon. Like, what must that have looked like? Then we have that bit from Isaiah, those stunning words, that beautiful promise. And Jesus is like, that is me. It's just crazy how the people in his own hometown are just disregarding him. Like, it, it, at the beginning, it seems like they're like, wow. They're, they're marvelling at the gracious words that are coming from his mouth. They are seeing, okay, you know, God's spirit is on this guy. He's going to proclaim good news to the poor. There's liberty from captivity. There's going to be healings and stuff. And everyone's like, yeah, what does this mean for me? And then how quickly they switch up. And they're filled with wrath. And they drive him out. And they're trying to, like, throw him off a cliff. I don't think I've realised that before. But they were literally trying to kill Jesus. And this is only Luke chapter 4. <laughs> anyway, I am going to do some more study on this. And I'm going to drop some study questions. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Until tomorrow where we look at Luke chapter 5. Goodbye. God bless. And I'll see you in the next one.